Folks, it's episode 33. Uh, the first few preseason NFL games have started. Aaron Rodgers is back with the Packers. What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Do I have to stage a no-Russian at Lambeau Field? Because I will. Please, please don't play this in court ever. Please, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to, but I want to. God damn, those people disgust me. There's so many of them here. So many Wisconsinites. Can you think of anything more cunty to call yourselves? Anyway, he's back. Um, but this also just indicates that we're back in football season, baby, which does wonders for everyone's mental health, um, besides the people that are playing it, of course. Uh, we're still pretending that that isn't happening. <laughs> it's not funny. It's absolutely horrible. I just find it absolutely ridiculous that, that we aren't. That it's not even that football hasn't taken, uh, no pun intended, a hit from it. Just that there were, there's literally never going to be any consequences for the NFL because in this country, if you have money, you're fine. And we know that. Um, basically, I, 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 you know, if they win this year, it, it's probably going to happen. Okay, I just want you to know right now, uh, me and my troops will move in on the state of Milwaukee the state of Milwaukee. It's over right there. Nobody's taking you serious. You just said the state of Milwaukee, dude. Okay? I am I'm that was not right. I am to be taken seriously, okay? Uh, me and my troops will invade the state and we will shut it down. This is a personal message to the NFL. Do not let them win the fucking Super Bowl this year. Okay? Okay? Cuz I'm about to fucking lose my mind. If they win the goddamn Super Bowl, they were so close this last year. You should have seen me. I was at RJ's house. He literally had to call the police. I just started I just started punching his son in the face at one point. After Aaron Rodgers made that like 60-yard dart over the middle in the fourth quarter, I just started beating the shit out of a child. I don't know what came over me. Okay, the court the court date is set for way in the future. We're not worried about that. Um, the point is, I, I can't take it. I thought it was done, folks. I, I you know, I, I get my reports from, from podcasts, from sports podcasts that I listen to. Okay, I don't get it from Twitter. I don't get it from rumors. This was something that, that I was told they were done. And I did not mean to get your hopes up like that. Okay? Because I don't care who you are. I don't care if you give a, if you don't give a shit about football. All right? You don't want those people to be happy. You, you don't want those people to be happy. Think about the last time you interacted with a Wisconsinite. I can't even say the fucking word. All right? They're not great. They're not great. Uh, putting it that way, they're all a bunch of... It's like they've never interacted with a person. Their only interaction their whole life was the Packers. So for some reason, even though they come from a place where <laughs> it's cheese-themed, they think they're the shit. I'm sorry for the people that don't give a fuck. I, ju I just want you to know. I just want you to know the way that Hitler felt about the Jews is the way I feel about the people from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Um, 
uneventful week? I wouldn't call it that. It's just been a stressful week here. Uh, We might as well call this the Joey's Job podcast because it's all that I talk about. Um, It's over, folks. It's over. I got cornered today at work. Uh, I was asked what I was doing. I was drawing a picture with... I was just trying to... How How do you even tell... Uh, uh, listening audience this. I was drawing a bunch of triangles, okay? That, now I am aware that that sounds like something a serial killer would do. I get that, okay? You, you can check the apartment. There's no bodies here. Investigators would later find out that he specified here. I've been watching a lot of criminal psychology this week. We'll get into that, but unfortunately today, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I got a big mouth, okay? And I'm I'm somebody that has no shame in that. It's who I am. It's who I it's who I've been since I was a child, okay? My mom talks about all the time. She would take me to the park, and there would just be you know a group of pe a group of people that shouldn't have been at a park. I'm not talking about pedophiles. Or, or wanted criminals. I'm talking about like guys, you know, like teenagers just hanging out at the park. There was no vapes back then, so they're probably doing something worse. Maybe they're just smoking cigarettes. But I, I was the sweetest little kid. Okay, I would walk up to them and just be like, Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And that was the excuse the whole time. You know, for me, going up to a group of da- of likely people that should not have been in that environment and then telling them my name, it was always, oh, he's such a sweet kid. He's so forward. He's just so, you know, outgoing. He's such a good little boy. What it was is I was a sick little individual that needed attention, okay? And we've, I've said that. That's an overused joke at this point on this podcast. I've said that way too many times on here. All right, but today <laughs> I was discovered, okay? What happened was I was drawing a picture of, of as ma- just think of as many triangles as possible, okay? Uh, think if you saw a special needs person doing this, what would you say? You'd be like, that's, no, that's really good, which is what the two leasing agents that approached, approached me said. They said, no, that's really awesome. What are you drawing? And I made the mistake, not the mistake, I knew I was doing it. I knew I was doing it. It was premeditated. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I told them, I was like, yeah, well, you know, usually I don't, I don't like to draw. This one's not even that good. I, I like to write comedy and stuff like that, which, hey, hey, executed in public immediately, please, please. Uh, you ever met you ever met somebody that's just while they're talking you can tell you're saying that they're a hypocrite in your head? That's what you're doing when listening to this podcast. Okay, I'm admitting that I should be publicly executed. Okay, that's the best thing that could happen for this podcast. But I said to them, I said, you know, I just like I like to write comedy usually. So what's the follow up question going to be, Joe? You know what the follow up question is going to be because this is not the first time you've done this. They go, oh, well, you know, read us, read us some comedy. Read us, you know, what you have written. I would rather be shot in both kneecaps and then have to do surgery with a fork on my own urethra 
than read to two girls that I work with uh, my quote-unquote comedy, okay? I like to write, I like to give myself ideas for this podcast. Most of it, most of it is just nothing short of embarrassing, right? I think most people would say that about uh, about what they write. No, Nobody's proud of that shit besides the people that are being paid for it or the people that get on stage. I'm not getting any of that. So I panicked. I panicked, and I said, well, I mean, you know, I don't really have anything in front of me right now. I usually I'll write it down. That's a lie. I, if I write it, I, you know, I text it to myself right afterwards because in the moment I think it's funny. I think it could be useful. They're all on my phone. I didn't want to tell them that. I didn't want to have to read them jokes that I had written throughout the week. So I said, well, you could check out my podcast. And I think I said it like that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, these are two girls that I trust a lot. You know, maybe this is the first episode that I'm listening to. I want to have my lawyer step in in a little bit and uh, plead with you guys for why you should not tell anybody about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, you know, I think I'd do a good job. I don't think they'd fire me, even if they found the podcast. But... I also don't know. I told these these two girls this because these are two people that I trust. Let's hope they like it, <laughs> okay? Let's hope they like it so that I'm not uh, living back at mommy and daddy's house, okay? Ladies, if you're listening to this right now, understand that you are the judge and jury, all right? It is your decision whether or not I am cast back to my parents' house in Mesa and have to do this podcast from under a pavilion, okay? Old white people are going to walk past me and they're going to be upset. Just like how I opened episode whatever the fuck with talking about uh, with talking about sweaty taints, okay? I, I said that in front of somebody's mother, okay? So if you want to protect the people of that community and keep me away from them, I'm asking you to do your duty. And, and spare me my job. I've been... I'm sorry I'm talking. I, I've been talking weird the whole week, okay? Because I have been super into criminal psychology. I don't know what it is. I spent the whole last week... I check YouTube maybe once every other day just to see. There's a couple channels I like on there. Most of them are podcasts that I listen to. But, like, Meat Canyon. That's... That guy, man. I don't mean to get off topic here, but if you haven't seen Meat Canyon on YouTube before, go and 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 have that experience, okay? It is some of the most fucked up shit I have ever seen in my life. And there's something weirdly fascinating about it. I can't explain it. I'm not going to be able to explain it to you. It's literally a guy that is super he's he's an amazing animator. He's an amazing writer. He, does, I, he doesn't have a ton of money to produce one of these every single week. Uh, you know, like, to produce a 20-minute long episode every single week. He puts out one that's maybe five minutes a month. I'm telling you, if you have a million dollars and you somehow uh, mistakenly fall onto this podcast, that's the guy that you should go that you should go and give all of your money to. I'm telling you. You would make more money than Adult Swim ever made in their entire fucking shit. 
uh, broken brain. That was like a minute of, of something that I wasn't even talking about. So what I was going to say is I've been going on to YouTube and they've been pulling up this, this, this video in particular. It's called, the, the title of the video is What It Looks Like to Pretend to Be Crazy. It's by JCS Criminal Psychology. And I had been seeing it day after day, day, day after day, saying, I, you know, I don't want to see the, – the, in the thumbnail is uh, a picture of Nicholas Cruz, the shooter in Parkland in 2017. And, and the reason that I don't watch a lot of that stuff is because I get easily depressed, right? Like horror movies used to fascinate me before I started having problems with depression. Now it's like – it's like, hey, seeing an entire family murdered at the end of a movie, it makes me not feel good. And I don't know why <laughs> why people like it that much. Here's the thing. Okay, that's fake. That's all fake. And I and I for some reason I can't watch it. The real stuff is what fascinates me. Maybe because it's not as gruesome, you don't see people getting hacked to bits. It's more fascinating for me to see what truly evil people act like under pressure okay so if you haven't checked out that uh that uh channel before and you know i'm sure that there actually are the reason i say that is i'm sure that there are actually people who have that are listening to this right now some of those videos have i think the highest one was like 16 million views i suggested it to a person uh that i thought would like it and they said yeah i i already listen to it regularly or i already watch it regularly it's one of my favorite shows um, and what I was going to say is what, what is so fascinating to me that I thought I was actually going to hate to watch, but it's just different, is the way that these people act when they, and they think they can get away with it. I mean, man, I, we've talked about it on this podcast before, but I grew up the first... One, two, three, four places that I ever lived in my life, okay, until I was 18 years old. There was never a murder. There was never... I'm sure that there were people that were shot, but it was, ne you know, it was never just a random act of violence. There were... there In most of these places, in the first four places I lived in my life, there was absolutely no chance that you were going to walk around as a man... And have something violent happen to you. Okay, I was born in Tucson. My parents brought me to a good neighborhood as soon as I was born. After that, we went to Noonan. Which was a great suburb of, of Atlanta. And then I you know, grew up in Lakeville, Minnesota. Most of the people that listen to this grew up there. And I don't need to explain that, right? <laughs> the time I got into a fight, uh, they literally brought 11 squad cars to my home. These people have nothing to do, okay, which I was resentful about in the beginning, but the more I live in places where where you don't smile past the person you walk by, where you don't give a head nod, I start to realize, dude, you were living in la-la land, okay? You were living in another reality that is not the real one when the only thing that can take you from that reality is how much money you make. Okay, and it's no secret if you listen to this podcast, you know I really just don't make a whole lot of money. Okay, I, I had the opportunity to certainly, 
and uh, I blew that. So now I'm at a point where I'm just trying to keep myself ahead of shit. And that results in having to make some sacrifices, okay? You got to go to certain places that, uh, you know, you have some familiarity with that might not be the best that you can still afford. And that's the past three places I've lived, okay? The past three places I've lived have been Bellevue, Pennsylvania, um, Ambridge, Pennsylvania, and then Phoenix, Arizona, all of those have some shit that goes down that is just, and I knew this, I was, you know, I don't want anybody to think, obviously, I, you know, I know that horrible shit goes on all the time, you know that, but until you see, until you see things for the first time, until you're threatened like that for the first time, you just don't understand it, I was so, I was so against, uh, against guns, like, just, just even two years ago, and sort you know, as I've met more people and lived in places that are less safe, I have I have met people who have convinced me. You know, for me, it just it, it, and I know that there's a lot of people that were, will argue against this. I used to argue against it, but for me, the thing is, a criminal that wants to get a gun is always going to get a gun. Okay, I used to be a criminal. I know where to get a gun right now. If I needed to get a gun in Minnesota where I was a criminal, I could absolutely get one. Okay, so it comes down to why don't you have one at this point? And some people have beliefs that guns are wrong. Hell, Batman has guns that are, uh, believes that guns are wrong. He's he's like my biggest influence ever. You know what I mean? But it's just something that I've come to understand as I've stopped living in safe places and places that I mean, if anything happens, if anything at all happens, they're sending the entire police department down there. What does that indicate to you? That indicates that they don't really have anything else. Which, as I said before, I resented, but now I'm thankful for it, okay? I, I've just seen the way that these kids grow up, and it's not as much out here. I was living in a, in a spot where... In Ambridge, Pennsylvania, you can afford to live in an apartment, you know, three bedrooms. Maybe you're paying $750 a month. Maybe you're paying $800. Utilities aren't going to cost you that much more. But, unfortunately, it's just, it's just not safe. You know, it's just something that was a fantasy to me before. And as I... As I cross more people that, you know, on my way home, I cross people that try and get you to stop. And you can, this person has no shoes on. You can see their arms are burnt from the concrete they've been laying on. Their face is cut up from the meth they've been doing. And you want to stop and you want to help them. But that's how people get caught up. A uh, sweet little boy like me, like yours truly. I'm not a sweet little boy at all. I've done a lot of wrong things in my life that I regret thoroughly. But a guy that looks like me, you know, and at, and at one point in his life was completely unprepared is an absolute pile of sandwiches to these people. And it's really unfortunate because if you stop, <laughs> all of the sudden... 
all of a sudden you're putting yourself at risk when you're just trying to do a good thing. And uh, what I'm trying to say is, is watching all of these videos and then also being around such a different environment has made me realize, ugh, you're lucky, man. You're lucky with all the dumb shit you did and with all the less than great people you interacted with that things ended up all right. And uh, that's what my fascination is with it, is, is the fact that there are so many fucked up people out there and you get to watch them incriminate themselves. It's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> I've been talking to people like a goddamn detective all week. You ever do that? You ever watch a movie or a TV show and you just, you just can't stop... Uh, talking like like the person or or you know speaking like the narrator in the movie that's what I've been doing all week this this situation came up at work the other day <laughs> that I was pissed about and I launched a full investigation okay so this girl we see her every day right we give her the keys to an apartment every single day that I work pretty much and she Hands in her ID. We let her go up there every day. I, this is somebody that I would say I trust. Okay, she... The other day, she shows up at the front desk with two gigantic men next to her. And I'm thinking, well, that's a little bit odd. She's always by herself. They request to see a map. I give it to them. And they're acting like they have no idea what's going on. Like, you know, they have no idea how to get to the stairs. They have no idea how to get to the elevator. Uh, they're pretending they're not even sure where they are right now. And this is the type of shit that I'm talking about, okay? I took that as a genuine thing because I grew up in Minnesota. There's not a whole lot of people in the, in the city that I grew up that'll try and deceive you, okay? I'm still trying to get used to that. Even though it's been three years of me dealing with it, I'm still trying to get used to it. So this girl leads me around with these two guys. They want to see where the stairs are. On this particular day, our elevator happened to be broken. I figure, okay, they're probably moving something. I'll walk them down there. I see this girl all the time. I bring them to the stairs, and I ask one of the guys directly, are, are you guys here to move stuff? Are you guys here, you know, you guys moving stuff? And the guy goes, yes. So from there, I start warning him about, hey, people drive crazy through the parking lot. You might want to be careful if you have a desk over your shoulder and you're missing part of your peripheral. You might not see them. I'm telling them all sorts of things like this, right? And they're asking me questions about the entrances. Where can I get in? Uh, is there anywhere that doesn't require a key fob or a key to get in? And, and and suburban Joe is not thinking about any of this. I'm going, oh yeah, you know, you could get in this way, get in that way. If you really need to speak to somebody, just let them know what you're doing. I look up at one point during this, and one of these guys is filming me with his phone. All right, you don't freak out in that moment. If you freak out in that moment, now all of a sudden somebody's filming you, and they have tape of you. Just, just losing it. You know, you see those all the time. And you go, oh my god, I'm, I'm so glad that that's not my mom. I'm so glad that, that this isn't one of my family members, uh, being captured on video right now. And, and I noticed that, and I'm like, okay. You don't, you don't want to get pissed off. 
I, I, I didn't want to get pissed off and like have this guy have a video of me being like, what the fuck are you doing filming me? And have it escalate from there because we all know that I just can't seem to calm the fuck down ever. Uh, so I let it go. I figured, you know what, maybe he's just taking a video of the area so he can remember where it is because I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> So we're walking back after this. After I show them where you can uh, a separate way that you can exit, we're walking back. I go, hey, that loading dock over there is open. If you guys want to move things through there, you can. And one of the guys goes, let's see the loading dock. I bring him over there. Keeps asking me all these sorts of questions about it, right? That's when Cap, that's when Uncle Joe drops it into detective mode, okay? That's when, that's when Big J just goes, so what's going on here today? Immediately caught them off guard, dude. I could be a homicide detective today. Okay, I go, so what's going on here today? What's with all the questions? They did not think I was going to do it. Immediately, the guy goes, well, we're actually with a threat assessment team. Uh, you know, and I, and I, and I go, you guys didn't say that. Okay, you, you've lied to me through this whole interaction. Still speaking like a detective because I'm a badass. I do not address the girl that I see every day because I'm saving this for later because in my mind, I'm working a case now. Uh, the guy goes, well, you know, we don't really like to disclose that out front. I go, you know what? I work here. This is done. This is over. Just like an, a pissed off investigator that's been lied to. Now I'm, trying to. now I'm trying to get the subject to crack a little bit. I'm going, you know what? I gave you a chance. You're done. You're done. Okay? Okay? And they leave, and they leave. Next, as a detective, this is my job now. You have to understand, I have appointed myself detective of this area of Phoenix, okay? If there's any homicides that happen down there, I'm going to investigate, okay? I'm going to ins uh, The reason I keep saying okay after everything is because one of these investigators in one of the criminal psychology videos did it. He was very Canadian. That's his excuse for it, but that was how he was trying to get to the guy. And I'm like, dude, you're just coming off as Mr. Mackey right now. And now you've got me doing it. I need to work on my technique. But then, okay, I just did it right there. But then I take... This girl, who we give the keys to every day, and I give her a separate interview. Because I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And uh, I've done a little bit of research. So she starts going, she starts going, I had no idea. I thought that they were movers. And I go, no, no, no. You asked me multiple times. I asked you multiple times if that's what you guys were here to do because I was getting a weird vibe. And you went along with it. Am I expected to believe that as somebody that has access to this apartment all the time, you just let these two guys in who said they need to check the building without knowing anything about them. And she goes, well, I know their names. And that's when I move in. That's when I move in for the kill. I go, I don't believe you. Okay. Here's what I think happened. A and obviously, you know, I just, I had nothing to say after that because I'm not a real detective. I just started going, well, if you would have, if you would have not known, you wouldn't have let me, you wouldn't have let them in. Clearly. And everyone else is telling me, actually, this girl is just special needs. <laughs> so you basically just interrogated a uh, retarded girl. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I didn't. Uh, what, what do you mean? Like, what, this girl is somebody's personal assistant. I didn't fucking know that. And, uh, it, you know. 
the whole week, the whole week has been like that. Just me being like, so uh, where are you headed tonight? They're dropping off a DoorDash. All right, relax, officer. Here's something I found interesting. A fourth police officer who defended the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th insurrection by extremist supporters of Donald Trump is now confirmed to have taken his own life. Washington, D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Department confirmed late Monday that another one of their officers, Kyle DeFreytag, died, in sui- died of suicide in July just hours after declaring that MPD officer Gunther Hashida killed himself on July 29th. In January, MPD officer Jeffrey Smith, a 12-year veteran of the force, and Capitol Police officer Howard Liebengood, a 16-year-old veteran, both of whom responded to the, sixth, the January 6th attack, died by suicide. DeFreytag, who was deployed to protect the Capitol after the police cleared the building of rioters, was involved in enforcing a curfew, the department said. The MPD chief, Robert Conti, had notified personnel of DeFreytag's death on July 10th in a department-wide message the department confirmed. He had been an MPD officer for five years, according to his obituary. That is an article from TheGuardian.com. I didn't pick one from CNN or Fox News because we have a divided audience. Um, do we believe that? <laughs> do we believe that, uh, that four Capitol Police officers randomly just killed themselves all that close together? I don't know, folks. I don't know. It seems to me like these things just sort of seem to happen when there's information about anything. We're still left with questions about how that whole shit went down that day. It doesn't matter what side you're on. Something happened. Okay. Again, I'm doing the okay way too much. Something happened that day where people were just allowed to get that close and get inside of the Capitol building like that. There's no... That's why it was such a shock to everyone. That's why if you believe that these people who rode their way up from Alabama and Kentucky in a truck with the Confederate flag flying out of the back of it, if you think they were smart enough to to dupe capital security, then I'm not really sure what to tell you. That's extremely unusual that four police officers killed themselves after this. And I, I, I'm aware that a lot of it was, was likely very traumatic. But it also doesn't add up the fact that some of the most, and you know, it, it all comes down to how you view it. Some of the most important people in our country, you might hate them, you might love them, were a door and a desk away from being who, who knows what. I, I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say what, what could have been done to those people. And no matter what side you're on, there's something that doesn't add up here. There's something... That isn't correct. These people have been... These two officers that we mentioned at the end here... 10 years and 16 years. Is that what it said? I think it said 10 years. I know the second one said 16 years. 
I just don't think that this is something that pushes them over the edge. That, to me, sounds like a couple of experienced police officers who figured out this shouldn't have happened and started looking into it and didn't just say, oh, you know, we made a mistake that day. Some officers who, who maybe didn't think that they were going to uh, rush the ca- they didn't think they were necessarily going to do what they did. They let them in because they also agreed that the election was bullshit. I don't think that that's what went down that day. And I don't know if we're ever going to find out now that four police officers randomly have killed themselves. That was updated August 3rd. Who know there could be there could easily be two more by the time you're hearing this if you listen to it a week after it comes out. Do we believe that? I can't believe, you know, I can't believe, and this is something that has been talked about on lang- at length on every single podcast, so, you know, this is not an original thought, but I can't believe how quickly we got over Jeffrey Epstein. If that wasn't enough proof that there were multiple sources that said, hey, this is not, this is, this is extremely irregular. Okay, I, listen, I know how I'm coming off right now because I just talked about the whole first part of the podcast, how... I've been playing Detective Butters all week. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to say, do you really believe this? Just randomly, four of them. Four is a high number. And it's going to go away the same way that Jeffrey Epstein, who who has been proven to have done some of the most heinous things in American history with some of the most important people ever, that we're never going to hear that. We're never going to see what happened there. We're never going to really know the truth about that. And it was let go within, I would even say weeks, people stopped caring. And that's how the news cycle in America works right now. It's just how, you know, it's how it is. But this was not just some, some pimp pedophile. He was, he was much more than that. There was multiple sources and there was there was a lot of evidence that said some of the most powerful and famous people in our country were flying on his plane to his island and that's done now when was the last time you even heard somebody talk about it it's over um unless unless some miracle happens where someone physically attains that black book and it can be brought to a police officer who is willing to be killed and have his family believe that it was by suicide until we get somebody that can verify this is the handwriting of all of these people, then we're not going to know. And that book is gone. That book is Tom Brady's cell phone right now. And, and, and TB, I'm not trying to compare you to this. Okay, I know you weren't there. You kissed your son on the mouth. And, um, and I, I mean, for God's sakes, you know, it'd be too obvious. I don't believe TB was there. But it's just like Tom Brady smashing his cell phone. I mean, it's, you know, there's something. We're not going to find that cell phone. We're never going to know what was in that book. All we know is, is that there are pictures of it that nobody can prove are real or fake. That's, that's, it's just what's happening now. Okay, this has become, this has become something that we don't care about anymore because there's going to be news the very next day. 
and I sound like a conspiracy theorist. I know I do. But do do you believe? Do you believe that that all of this happened? I mean, do do you really believe that it's four in a row like that? That two of the most seasoned veterans on that police force just said, "I can't deal with this." I've done. I've seen. Uh, dead prom queens. I've seen families murdered. I've seen someone's face split in half by a knife. But uh, Bucky and Chucky, the two twins of of Harold and and and, and, and Karen, who went down to the damn Capitol that day, they inflicted enough fear in that man for him to kill himself. And that's what I truly believe. Are you kidding me? Guys, this stuff is happening. It really is. Sitting here, I'm sure the whole entire apartment complex can hear this at 2 in the morning. I deserve those kids running around upstairs. As I said that, I heard heard running. Um, They're coming for me, folks. I, I told you the truth, and now I'm getting two to the back of the head, which is my point. Can we please, if that's what we're doing now, if we're just shooting anybody that brings this up, can I have it, please? All, all I care about is this podcast blowing up. I don't. If you have to kill me, then that's fine. We'll do that, dude. We will do that. Okay. You 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 somehow staged for police officers killing themselves. You can't tell me that you can't sneak into my apartment without me knowing that you are here and hide in my closet. Guys, I don't check the closet unless it's the morning and I'm putting on my work clothes. You could easily hide in there. So I'm saying we wait till episode 50. I start talking about it because nobody's going to listen to this episode. This is episode 33 of, of one of the dumbest fucking podcasts that has ever come out ever. Nobody's listening to this. They don't know this. is This is between you and me. I'm talking to the person who is willing to take this job right now, okay? I, I pretend to expose something. I drop a bombshell that, that I say was given to me by a, man, by a homeless man on my way home, okay? We'll make up something. We'll work with lawyers and investigators to make something real. I drop a bombshell. I have video of Bill Clinton at this spot on this date, and I'm about to release it right now. One of you guys pops out of the closet, shoots me twice in the head. Boom. Podcast is famous right there. It's right there. <sighs> if you care about me, if you care about this podcast, you'll do it. You don't even have to tell me. This is an open invitation. Come do it. I don't want to die yet. What, what's that Eminem song where he goes, Some people ask me if I'm afraid of death. Hell yeah, I'm afraid of death. I don't want to die yet. It's like, dude, what? You say it constantly. <laughs> I love Eminem. I'm not dissing him. I just, I, I'm, I am making a joke. Please don't come to my apartment and shoot me in the face. Just so if you do, I, I, I don't know. There need, there needs to be some sort of ramification, or they'll let you get away with it, just like uh, everyone else is getting away with everything else. Did I just did I just expose something on this podcast? Did I just make you guys think? Are we gonna start a revolution about this? Are we going to Bill Clinton's house? How cool is that, by the way? Since we're talking about Eminem, when he called Bill Clinton Bill Clint, bro, bro. 
Then Slim gets blamed in Bill Clinton's speech to fix these streets? Fuck that! You, you have to put me on lockdown when I hear those lyrics. It's amazing. It makes me, it makes me want to go fight someone. Um, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that uh, if, if you care about me, if you care about this podcast, you'll shoot me directly in the face on episode 50. And that's <clears throat> technical difficulties there, folks. Um, I got I got cut off, which was uh, probably good considering I was uh, rambling nonsense. I don't actually know about any of this, you know. That's what uh, that's what's so great about having a podcast is you can you can say whatever you want. Have you have you heard the preview? They play it f- at the end of Theo Vaughn's po- podcast. It's called This Past Weekend. They play this commercial for Jeremy Piven's new podcast, and and in it, if you don't know who Jeremy Piven is, he's the guy from Entourage. He played Ari Gold, the agent uh, of of Vince. What the fuck was his name? Who cares? The point is, the guy the guy is just not good. He's disliked overall quite a bit. And at the end of Theo Vaughn's podcast, one of the best podcasts in my opinion that's out there, you have to hear Jeremy Piven go. Wow, I love the idea of a podcast. Getting to say whatever you want. I mean, are you kidding me? And then it just, and then it cuts to some sort of rock music. I'll get to talk to my friends like Jamie Foxx. Nyah, nyah, nyah. Other person that I just don't give a fuck. I, nobody would give a fuck if they said anything. And I, and then it cuts to a uh, to a clip of Jamie Foxx talking about the time like he. He, like, uh, had sex with a girl at a party. It's, it, I mean, all I'm trying to say is please shoot me in the goddamn fucking head, okay? Because Jeremy Piven's podcast has 500,000 followers. This gets 50, okay? You need to go be the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald of our generation. Nobody cared about JFK until he was shot in the, shot in the head. You know, nobody cared. Imagine if somebody said that to you in a casual conversation. What and they're just talking about whatever uh, about how like you know you have to do shit to like make yourself uh, stand out. And you know that's what I'm saying is uh, nobody uh, nobody even gave a fuck about JFK until they shot him in the head. What would you do if somebody said that to you, just so nonchalantly? Would you? I think I think your head would just go full full. Uh, Full grassy knoll right there. Wow, could have come up with so many better, better jokes for that, but I actually uh, am uninformed on everything, so I couldn't think of anything quick enough. This is going off the rails here. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the clock going, please, are we at 45 minutes yet? Um, but this was a fun episode. This was a good one. I had a, again, not a tough week, but a, just a stressful one, you know, and being able to just... Uh, that is one. Now I'm gonna sound like Jeremy Piven. That is one thing I love about having a podcast. I get to just come home and yell at my wall, and then my neighbors will all hate me because it's almost 3 a.m. and I've spent most of this time trying to recover audio. I didn't get mad about it this time. Okay, I ruined the episode that other time uh, because it, it cut out, and I got angry. All right, daddy. Daddy's not trying to get angry anymore. Daddy's trying to be. Daddy's trying to be nice to the computer. Um, man, that's the first thing I'm doing. 
That's the first thing I'm doing when I when we take a trip to the desert. I, that's all. I, that's all I've been thinking about. I got some buddies that I think uh, I don't want to mention them. I think they're going to be. <laughs> Even though I said my uh, best friend from high school's name on the last two podcasts, I'm not going to mention uh, these guys. What I want to do is just go out to the desert. We should just, you know, camp. That's what I've always wanted to do. Take some shrooms out there. Take some, take some acid, whatever the fuck. And I'm going to ask one of them to bring a gun so I can shoot the Chromebook. And I want to get weird about it, okay? I want them to be uncomfortable when I do it because of all of the pain that this has caused me. If you don't know, I got an HP laptop, um, and it actually is. Now, I didn't even want to admit this. I think, I think, um, I think that maybe I might have accidentally somehow like deleted the file um, when I, you know, got upset in the in that one episode. So I, I'm sorry. Uh, fuck. I just noticed the god, fucking damn air conditioner has been on this whole time. God damn it. I'm so used to it, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry if that was... I'm sorry if it sounded like we were on a plane for this whole episode. Um, uh, skies in Chicago are looking pretty clear. It's becoming about 4 p.m. here. Excuse me, 4 a.m. here. Cause, uh, uh, actually, the pilot was hijacked, and this is a crazy podcast person who uh, has no listeners, and we're about to uh, crash into the Greyhound station out of revenge. That's right, bitch. Call back to episode 24. 24! Now we're doing Spongebob references. This is how every episode ends. I'm sorry. Um, I apologize to all the neighbors if you can hear this. Thanks for sticking it out with us. We'll see you next week. This is Joey Hates Everything. I'm Joey Capuana. Oh, thank you for listening. Have a good fucking day, man.